Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends, welcome to Laugh at a Fuzzball, level 383. Uh, and that's right, Zuh. just me and you, uh, no, uh, not not even Zuh, wow, I messed that up, because Zuh means friends. No Zuh, just Luh. <laughs> just me and you, and the news, and yeah, episode getting out a little bit late. What can I say, uh, four-year-old who doesn't want to sleep on the night you plan to record, uh, doesn't, doesn't become conducive to recording that night, although I tried, but I failed, like, three different times and finally was like okay just gotta gotta lay here with the boy because he's cute and because i owe it to him since i helped create him and then of course the next night i was like yeah i'm gonna record and i got some dental work and i was like i'm not gonna talk for that long nope no sure not gonna happen not today not tonight and uh, i did set an alarm uh, i planned to wake up at like 4:45 this morning to record and get it up early on tuesday and uh and not only did I set the alarm for 4.45 p.m. because it went off and I was like, oh, that's why I didn't wake up that early. I thought I'd just turn that alarm off. <laughs> but uh, long long story short, recording tonight and uh, it'll it'll get put up unedited. It'll be in your ear holes and uh, hopefully you'll forgive me. Uh, but the good news is I already have the, the next level set to record tomorrow night. So all is well in the in the podcast world, in the free, free podcast that you listen to. So uh, we're just going to get into the news. It's really not going to be a terribly long episode, and that's A-OK. Of course, you're like, Wookiee, it's not that long. You could have found time to record it. You're probably right. Uh, but this is, <laughs> is the time that it's getting recorded. So we'll just start off with the Triple F, the fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. Uh, and if you're wondering the Marsh, Marshmallucinations title of the, of the podcast, hey, that's just me uh, reminding you that you should watch uh, Muppets Mayhem on Disney+. Plus. While it still exists and while it's still really available. There's no news that it's disappearing, but uh, ever since uh, we lost the Willow show, I just don't trust trust them uh, curators of the Disney Plus content, if you will. Actually, I just don't trust the big suits that'll find any way to make a buck, you know? <laughs> so, uh, ooh, I'm, I had some bad marshmallows. I'm just recording all loopsy-doopsy just for you, psy. Uh And you can blame, blame that on uh, just watching uh, something on Wonka. And uh, remembering a song where he rhymes the word noodle many times. Anyways, fantabulous. Fuzzballs Focus. Where uh, in the Triple F we cover uh, whatever news is dropped on the Laugh at a Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. And um, yeah, and there's not a ton because it hasn't been that long since I did one of these news episodes. Of course, the Marshal himself, Marshal Danny. He of the, the, uh, the duchy on the right side of the greater Fuzzball Territories. He uh, he's busy with the the nursing school and with the with the Duchess, but he does find time to drop some new stuff. And true to form, he did so. So he dropped uh, the second part of Invincible season two has been announced. We don't have to wait that long to finish Invincible. March fourteenth, right around the corner. I mean, hot hot dog! I can barely believe that it's already February of this this year of our our Lord Kevin Feige twenty twenty four. So yeah. Uh, uh, a monthish away, and uh, we'll get to get to see how they wrap up this season of the the bloody show. 
uh, <laughs> all of a sudden I sound quite British instead of saying the F word, saying bloody, but what I mean is the show is quite bloody. Uh, blood, blood of bones, but uh, yeah, excited for that. Also, real soon, this is uh, the 6th of February, tomorrow, the 7th, The Marvels is going to be on Disney Plus, and I cannot wait to hear all the people, actually, I'm, I'll be interested if people do hate the movie, but I'm really, really interested in all the people that are going to find it now that it's uh, semi-free on streaming, provided you have the Disney Plus access, and they're like, oh wow, I slipped on this movie, it's actually a lot better, it's one of the, the better entries post uh, phase one to three of Marvel, and uh, yeah, I, I really do believe that, I think uh, it's a really, really fun movie, I enjoy it very, very much. I, uh, I have not actually done the thought exercise of ranking all the movies that have come out so far since Endgame, but I do imagine that this would actually rank pretty high for me. Although there's, I don't know if you do the ranking with the films and the shows and the whatnots, but all that's to say, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, uh, Iman Vellani, uh, Spectrum, and then Carol Danvers doing the best iteration of Captain Marvel that she has yet. So uh, it's enjoyable, if for nothing else, there's just a fight scene at the beginning of it that just the choreography and the way it's shot is just freaking wow. Like, uh, I could put that scene right up against one of the fights in Winter Soldier and be like, they're really well done. Uh, I mean, tonally, you're, you're, I would probably pick Winter Soldier just because I like that spy espionage solar stuff. But uh, it was it was really good and bonkers and wild. And in some ways, I think because it's so great, you're just waiting for another moment like that. And while well, there's some really, really cool moments in the movie, that's just um, that's like A++ stuff. Uh, so hopefully people enjoy it. And uh, just a reminder that it comes out tomorrow on Disney+. Plus, and Danny was very, very nice to let us all know that. Uh, the original Jurassic Park writer, David Kep, is working on a new film in the Jurassic Park universe. Uh, the stars from the first six films are not expected to return. So alas, no Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt... Uh, no Ian Malcolm, you know, no, no Alan Grant, uh, but that's okay. Uh, the, I mean, kids love dinosaurs. In case you didn't know, there's many, uh, many plastic dinosaurs in the tub toys for the boys to get pulled out when they have the the bathing time. You know what I mean? Uh, and lots, lots of big ass dinosaurs in the family room to play with. And uh, it doesn't matter, little boy, little girl. Dinosaurs just capture the imagination. They did for me when I was little, uh, generational, and I'm sure they did for my dad when he was little. Just one of one of those things. And uh, yeah, Universal. I do not blame them in any way, shape, or form using that dinosaur IP and continuing because uh, it's it's pretty guaranteed that people are going to want to see it. And generationally, you want to go see it. You can capture like you know all sorts of different moviegoers. That's very very smart. And of course, David Kep he adapted Jurassic Park and he adapted The Lost World. So it's interesting to have that original scribe coming back. And uh, yeah, we shall see. And I'll be honest, I'm gonna see it. You know what I mean? I love me some Dino Dino DNA. Um, the next thing Danny posted was that Netflix is gonna become the home of WWE's Monday Night Raw. I guess Netflix had said that they weren't terribly interested in sports because, you know, Hulu has live sports and uh, Paramount Plus has sports. And I'm not even sure all the streamers that are, are connected to the NFLs and NHLs and, and all that jazz. Although it looks like Netflix is in for the in for the wrestling. <laughs> and uh, Monday, Monday Night Raw is, has, is, and shall be a really, really popular show. And Netflix is getting in on it. I don't know if that means the entirety of the WWE library starts streaming on Netflix. We'll just have to see as it all shakes out. But it is interesting news. 
and does find one more way to draw in subscribers and uh you know in the streamer worlds never a bad idea uh in fact <laughs> i mean honestly with all the streamers uh, probably always a bad idea to vote or root against netflix or i mean amazon uh, I would even say like Apple TV Plus, just because Amazon and Apple don't necessarily need all the streaming revenue as much as maybe some other streamers. And then, you know, the question does Disney really need the streaming revenue? The shareholders certainly think so. So uh, we'll we'll just see. It's one more one more Infinity Stone in Netflix gauntlet. Uh, other news from Danny: Millie Alcock, uh, who is you would know as Young Rhaenyra's on House of the Dragon, she has been cast as Supergirl for DCU uh, for the DC Universe for James Gunn's. DC films uh, cast by James Gunn before there's even a director for the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie. Maybe that means the Supergirl is going to be in his Superman film. We shall see. Uh, there are people have been saying it's weird to cast an actor without a director. You know, <laughs> but uh, it, it's weird to be trying to duplicate the success of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know, uh, they're, they're figuring it out. And Millie Alcock, definitely rebellious as Rainier is. And uh, in House of the Dragon, and uh, because the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is heavily inspired by that Tom King run on Supergirl, uh, you know, I, I think uh, it might be a good fit. Do I do I necessarily look at her and see Supergirl? No, not necessarily. But that doesn't mean once she's once she's in the suit, I'll be like, hey, there you go, Supergirl. Uh, she looks good as a blonde, so <laughs> take take that for what you will. Although I, I did enjoy the Supergirl that was in that very very awful movie with the guy that runs fast. So, this is our new iteration, and we'll just see when the film comes out. But they have a have an actress, probably ever locked into a contract, a multi film contract, I would imagine. And um, we'll see we'll see what comes next. I mean, we haven't even gotten the first set. No Creature Commandos, no Superman film. But that's all coming in the future. So just uh, wait on tenterhooks, and we'll we'll see if DC pulls it off. Uh, other news: SpongeBob is singing "Sweet Victory" for Nickelodeon Super Bowl broadcast. Uh, I, I didn't even know until Danny posted this that Nickelodeon was going to have a superb all broadcast. I do know uh, Nickelodeon had does take games from the NFL and then put in Slime and SpongeBob in the goalposts and all that jazz. Uh, so it makes sense. It's not the halftime show because uh, the Super Bowl has a halftime show. Um, but uh, he's going to sing it beforehand. And Sweet Victory from Season 2 SpongeBob. People love that song. And uh, I don't actually know how it goes, although I've seen a lot of Spongebob, and I'm sure if you hummed a few bars, I'd be like, oh yeah, I've heard that. But hey, Danny's excited, and the Marshall's excited, I'm excited. Uh, and hopefully it'll just pop up on the tube of you, so we can all check it out. And the last thing from Danny, bit of a bummer, but uh, rest in peace for Carl Weathers, age 76. I mean, what what do you say? Like, such, such a cross uh, decades star like big giant star uh dylan and predator apollo creed in the rocky movies uh chubbs peterson and happy gilmore combat carl and the toy story stuff I mean, mother truck and action jackson and then of course grief karga in the mandalorian season one to three and so so much more lots of lots of television appearances including arrested development although i never watched that show but i'm aware i've seen the now you gotta stew you know i mean i'm i'm aware of that portion of uh, Carl Weathers' work, uh, he just what a what an amazing actor, and you got to see so much behind the scenes stuff for The Mandalorian, where he where he talked about Star Wars and directing and acting, and uh, I didn't know he played in the NFL. I'll forgive him for being a Raider, 
but yeah, he played in the NFL and he played in the Canadian Football League, and then uh, and then he made the move over to movies, and then uh, you know freaking Apollo Creed and Predator and all that jazz. He just uh, the man. I always think of um, Carl Weathers whenever he shows up. Me and one of my buddies in the military had this running joke where I'd always say, "Oh look, Lando Calrissian." <laughs> whenever Carl Weathers was on, and my buddy Doug would get real mad. It's not Lando. It's Carl Weathers, and I was like, "Huh." Uh, and you know, probably doesn't uh, doesn't age that well <laughs> with modern sensibilities. Uh, but to this day, I do still call my buddy Doug Lando uh, because of that joke. It also uh, turned around to him being Lando, uh, my friend Rachel being Han, because uh, she had a silver car and was always driving driving Doug around. <laughs> and then uh, if I was like one night, like if you're Lando and you're Han, like who am I? They're like Chewbacca, and I was like that fits. And you know, Joe the Wookie ride. That's how you know me. So uh, Carl Weathers just. Uh, really interwoven to a lot of things that I hold dear. And it, it's sad. I mean, the first thing I was like, age 76? I had no idea he was that old. It makes sense if you really think about it. I mean, you know, Rocky, Rocky's in the 80s, which was 40 years ago. And uh, he was in his 30s, so that just makes sense if you do some simple math. But you look, and he looked great, and he looked vibrant. And I mean, he passed away in his sleep, and uh, seems of natural causes. And sometimes your uh, your ticket gets punched, and it's your time, and uh, all of us get left behind, and it's a bummer. But we can enjoy the body of work that we got from Carl Weathers, which really makes all of us the lucky ones, you know what I mean, that we have so much good stuff to enjoy. So rest in power, good sir, and uh, thank you thank you for all the entertainment, for sure. Uh, Roman dropped uh, the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer. We don't have long to wait for that at all. February 21st, it was a bit of a surprise for many, many of us. I don't want to spoil anything from that trailer. I know some people like to go into shows uh, free. It is the third and final season of The Bad Batch. There are a couple appearances in the trailer where you're like, wait, what? It's already sparked all sorts of rumors from Grogu to other uh, bounty hunters to to things that we could see that tie into the original trilogy. I just know I, I want to see what happens with the clones, and it seems that they're really going to be focused on what happens to the clones. You have to get the have to get the clones gone basically to get to uh, the Galactic Empire and what goes down with the Rebel Alliance. So I wanna I wanna see how dark and awful and there's, I think there's gonna be some big deaths and um, that's just the very nature of the storytelling and uh, I cannot wait. I am very very excited for this Star Wars animation and uh, hopefully when it's done it, it doesn't uh, mark the end of Star Wars animation beyond like Tales of the Jedi and uh, Star Wars Visions because I would love them to use this house style and give us some some more stories might be an, an interesting episode in the future to talk with the Marshall and Blue about what kind of stories we might like to see so we'll put a pin in that continue on but yeah Bad Batch Season 3 February 21st heck to the yak uh, me, I did post the new Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailer. That uh, movie is coming our way March 23rd, so uh, like a month and a half. But man, the the first trailer was really, really good and dark and scary with the freezing and the, the one little shot of the bad guy. But this one, <laughs> it tells you this is the, the nostalgia train and it seems to be done right. And even if it's not be done right, I am in for a penny and for a pound. Uh, the returning cast from uh, from Afterlife... Plus uh, the OG. And honestly, watching the entire thing, and this is not my original thought. Somebody else said it, but once it said I was like, yeah, it looks like an episode of Ghostbusters the Animated Series, which is an animated series I loved. And it looks like they did that sort of episode in live action. And it's bonkers. And it looks like we're going to have lots of ghosts. 
uh, some returning faces that are going to make all of us smile. Uh, but it looks like it captures that heart. I mean, it's hard to say from a trailer, right? But it looks like it captures that heart of the original Ghostbusters, where it the the, the spooky, scary stuff is spooky, scary. It's handled like not like necessarily a horror movie, but like you know, like a a thriller, a scary thriller, but also has some really, really hilarious, funny people. I mean, Camille Nunjani, Patton Oswalt, Paul Rudd. Looks like they just let Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd even more, and I, I love Paul Rudd, so I'm like, hey, I'm here for it all. But the the trailer looks super dope, and I'm gonna be drawer. Not even I'm not gonna have to drag my wife to go see it. I'm just like, hey, babe, let's go see the new Ghostbusters movie, and she's gonna be like, okay, let's go see it. So, uh, yeah, really, really excited. Also dropped uh, the Universal Epic Universe announcement for 2025. Uh, seems like um, Universal in the theme park world is uh, going all in on five immersive lands, what they're calling themed worlds. Uh, it's just bonkers because uh, they're they're making a, a park which is as big as the two parks they already have combined, the Isles of Adventure and uh, the Universal Studios uh, original park. They're doing this huge park with a... Uh, big old gate that takes people to these immersive lands and you want you want a nintendo world that's way bigger than the one here in la yeah including a donkey kong ride probably you big fan of of burke and uh and burke island and how to train your dragon and and all that stuff with fidget and wismo and whatever their names are i've seen how to train your dragon but it it's not one of those ones where i know know all those there's there's the the black cat dragon and uh, the boy with one leg. <laughs> Spoilers for the first movie. But uh, if you're a big fan of How to Train Your Dragon, whole immersive world for that where you can fly dab gum dragon. Hey, uh, Universal Monsters. I think this is a land that has me the most excited. The Dark Universe, an entire themed land uh, about the Universal Monsters. That's freaking wild and crazy. Could be super fun. Could be super scary. That sounds righteous. And then they're doing their third uh, immersive land for harry potter something it's the ministry of magic and it looks like uh they may be like having the the french street scenes from the the uh how to not how to train your dragon that was a whole different movie that i told you i didn't really see i've seen that first one i've seen i've seen all three of those how to train your dragon movies but anyways harry potter uh from uh the the uh curious beast and how to find them yeah uh oh i can't even think of it hot dog roman so mad at me so mad at me uh, yeah, it's the one with Eddie Redmayne, and he's got the cute little uh, nibbler guy that looks like a little uh, echidna, and he steals gold, right? Bought my wife a plush one. They're, they're adorable. The movies, they're fine. <laughs> the first one, really, really good. Second one, hey, it was all right. And the third one, wow, somebody really, really wanted to scare children. <laughs> and we saw them all, me and my my lovely wife. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing uh, the Ministry of Magic. Maybe some street scene-ish stuff, which doesn't, uh, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Hey, did I find it finally? Did I find it in my head? I think I did. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, it could be cool, you know what I mean? Uh, giving you three different Harry Potter options, and, uh, although there are plenty of people, uh, myself included, who think, uh, that J.K. Rowling and her opinions are shite, uh, but that, that doesn't stop people from, from endorsing and, and paying for Harry Potter, especially uh, that video game that they put out, the the, the Hogwarts. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just tired. This is the Marshmallow Hallucinations. That's what I'm talking about, man. 
That's what I'm talking about, man. Brain's not even working. The the Harry Potter Hogwarts legacy, eating fire from an apple, bruised and and scorched. <laughs> no, I, uh, that's that's like the the worst vamping of my entire life. <laughs> I was uh, laughing today because uh, I'm at I'm at the Millennium Falcon and somebody's like, "What's what's this ride like?" And I'm I'm I try real hard to be on show and I'm, I won't say words like motion simulator or any of that stuff, but uh, I was like, "Have you ever chased a bontha until you're just exhausted, winded, and milkless?" And he just looked at me with these eyes and I was like. You're fortunate. It's nothing like that. <laughs> oh, and the the person moved on. It was just uh, worse for wear having a <laughs> having a having a spoke to me. But uh, yeah, it brought me a lot of joy, and that's uh, that's me uh, vamping enough to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. Looked it up. I think I said that, so it might have been there. But yeah, it was like the highest selling game of last year. So obviously people care enough about this IP beyond the the awful awfulness of uh, JK Rowling and her her personal views to endorse it and Universal's going to going to do another land. That's all to say. Uh, and then they're also going to have a besides the the four the Dragon Dragon Nintendo Dark Universe Universal Monsters Harry Potter an original park called Celestial Park. And that's that's interesting to do an, an entire immersive world that not necessarily connected to any sort of IP, uh, and that that could be the most interesting of all, is there are there are a lot of different places that have played in this breadbasket of like themed immersive lands. Hell, I work in you know up until this point was supposed to be the most immersive themed land, being Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, and uh, yeah, uh, it it all that does stem from from Universal diving in first with uh, not their Diagon Alley, but with uh, where the castle and Hogsmeade and all that is, that uh, that really set a new bar, and Disney took it to another step, and uh, it's all going to continue. And like, have, have no fear. I don't know about on the East Coast side over in Florida with all their expansion plans, but I, I do know that you know there's an entire like Disneyland Forward project that they're they're working out with the the city of Anaheim and their their council to expand both Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure with like two more lands each and like 24 attractions total or something wild like that and a new parking structure and all the whiz bang sorry i hit the mic right there but uh, yeah so uh this is gonna do stuff and when, when they do it we'll we'll see because uh the the bar is now these big amazing immersive lands so we will just have to wait and see what that brings to all of us uh but that takes us to news that darian dropped that's the last thing for the triple f uh, apparently there's going to be an SNL 1975 movie. The title of it is SNL 1975 uh, from Jason Reitman. And uh, they, they've they cast actors to play Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Uh, that's Dylan O'Brien and Michael Smith, respectively. Uh, they also cast uh, La Morn Morris as... Uh, no, I have that. I, they cast John Belushi and... Uh, uh, Garrett Morris, I think, is the name, but they're, they're basically they're casting the entire entire movie is basically detailing the opening night of, of probably like what's one of the most iconic comedy shows ever, been other sketch comedy shows, but for like certainly like this generation from 1975 to now, just like SNL has been a staple and people talk about it and it's uh, been a part of pop culture. Sometimes it's better than others. Sometimes the cast like hit harder than others, but when it was new. 
man, it hit, hit so hard. And uh, that's why people know Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and John Belushi and uh, Steve Martin and, and many more. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. They're going to do this uh, SNL 1975 movie, and it could be cool. So we'll just have to wait and see if they can capture the magic of that. But that's everything for the Triple F. Uh, there's a little bit of Star Wars news in the Let the Wookiee Win. Uh, Daisy Ridley is still talking. Oh, she's she's made a whole bunch of other movies, like two or three different movies. And uh, while she does her press junkets and tours and everything, of course, everyone's like, oh, yes, it's lovely. You made a nice little movie. I'm sure it's wonderful. Would you like to talk about Star Wars? <laughs> and uh, sorry, my British accent is not amazing, especially when I try to be a lady Brit. Uh, but a quote from her, quote, her idea for the story is cool as shit. Uh, no spoilers, but she gave me a rundown in the entire story. And if it weren't amazing, I would have been like, okay, call me in five years. But it's worthwhile. And uh, I think uh, it's really rad that she's doubling down with the, the excitement for the story that Charmaine Obayashinoi is going to tell. And uh, just saying, like, because the story is so righteous, she had to sign on. And it was interesting in there. It did She said uh, the solo, solo movie. Uh, and uh, it was very clear. And it was said, like, once or twice. So I think uh, they want to be, like, not start of a new trilogy. One film. Then we'll go for there. We'll see how many brink strokes and monies get backed up after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy that Daisy Ridley's getting other work. Uh, and it did say that she has to finish filming something before they can start filming the new Star Wars film. But they'll probably start filming end of this year, beginning of next year. And then uh, we'll get to see, you know, 15 years after the rise of Skywalker and what the what the building of the new Jedi Order is. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really interested uh, I'm optimistic about it. Not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just like, this could be dope. And uh, I like I like that it might be a little different. I like that it might make a few people uncomfortable. And that's, that's okay to me. And uh, hopefully when it's all said and done, we're like, oh, hell, man, that was a damn good movie. And I, I really hope that is the case. So, yeah. I'm sure it's not the last we'll hear from Daisy Ridley about this. And uh, as she talks, so shall I. Uh, the only other Star Wars <laughs> little bit of news is just uh, Variety just came out and was like, we predict Hayden Christensen will get an Emmy nod for Ahsoka. Or they said could get an Emmy nod for Ahsoka. Of course, all of a sudden I'm hearing all of my uh, my professors and my bachelors and master's history is like, that's passive voice. And uh, nobody likes it. And you're right. It is passive voice. Uh, will Hayden Christensen get an Emmy nod? I hope he does. I think uh, that'd be such a validation for his return to Star Wars, and uh, giving him giving him some propers for like what was amazing in Ahsoka season one. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully from Variety's predictive mouth article, <laughs> this is not their mouth, but from the predictive words to the to the ears of the universe, it might get so to to miss to quote a different franchise. <laughs> But the last is a little bit of flavor of the geek. Uh, I wanted to just come right out. Uh, I was listening to uh, to me and uh, I think it was yeah, well, me and Blue were talking about Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation. I did say that the animation was Titmouse. Want to correct myself? The animation was not Titmouse. It is Powerhouse Animation, and I want to give them their propers. Uh, Powerhouse Animation doing everything for Revolution and Revelation, and it's amazing. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a fun couple weeks. Uh, the, the we had a, a late holiday for the for the boys, so um, Johnny got some more turtles and and Ty got some cool stuff. 
Uh, but with the turtles, we actually had to return some things because Shawnee had already received the items. So we went, and now Shawnee's got a turtle van that shoots pizzas and and a freaking uh, couple motorcycles with uh, with turtle figures that have helmets on them. And uh, man, it's wild and it's fun to play with. And uh, yeah, it, uh, I love watching. Uh, watching my kids childhoods and like seeing parallels to my own and just being like it's nice that these uh these things that i liked so much when i was a little kid are, are still there and uncle blue wants to come over and play turtles and everybody sees the pictures they want to come over and play turtles and why not come play some turtles <laughs> and uh we have this fun little uh it's like an it's a night night book right so it's like bedtime stories they're like that they do a whole bunch of series of them. They'll be like five-minute bedtime stories, and one of them is Star Wars. But the other night, uh, Sean asked Grandpa to read it. So you know, Grandpa's not a huge Star Wars nerd. He uh, he knows he knows a thing or two. Uh, but he was reading the story that has a uh, Yoda fighting Count Dooku. And uh, I was a my father-in-law has a has an epic uh, should be a sports broadcaster or, uh, or an announcer for movies kind of voices. So it's just uh, pleasant to listen to. But it was so funny just listen to him uh, telling the Star Wars story, reading it, and uh, mispronouncing the names all the high heaven, Count Duca and Yoda and uh, and Anakin and <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I was just like, this is the best. I am living, living life. And um, Sean didn't care. He did, yeah, he's a good boy. Don't correct him. He knows how to say some of these words better than Grandpa. But uh, just uh, just enjoy him. But at the end, you know, uh, my father-in-law just been like, that's a good story. Teaches a nice lesson to kids. I'm like, yes, yes, that is precisely what Star Wars is. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's just uh, just been some fun stuff. <laughs> that, that and... Uh, my 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 smart TV is strange. It has um, it has like Samsung TV that it always defaults to instead of going to our cable box or like one of the streamers. For the longest time, it was on an anime channel. We finally had to turn it off because it was always like Hunter 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 or Death Note, and it was violent and sexy like every time. Like it found the most violent and sexy scene to like be on the TV when like the streamer was like turned off. So we we found a new channel and it had old. Thomas the Tank Engine, you know, not the animated where it's actually like the rolling cars and like the the claymation faces, and I I don't know that I ever knew that George Carlin was the narrator of that old Thomas. I mean, I'm a little old for Thomas. Uh, that's more like, you know, my 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 oldest is 24, so like third generation or maybe like a little between my generation and them. But uh, I I had no idea that a kind loving George Carlin voiced that, and I was just like, wow, wow, so amazing, so amazing, and just listen to you for like 10 minutes and not hear one F-bomb, good for you, sir, good for you, I hope that that padded your bank account nice and beautifully. Uh, in some other news, Dwayne Johnson, uh, <laughs> actually had sent this to Danny, like, I'm surprised you didn't post this on Fuzzball, so he's like, I didn't want to turn into Wrestling Center, and I appreciate that, buddy. But Dwayne Johnson has joined the board of TKO. Like, who's TKO? It's a parent company for the the WWE and for the UFC. So the two biggest like fighting things. One real, one not. Uh, but he's on the board now, and that's uh, that's interesting because uh, that you know uh, previously you were like uh, oh it's all it's all <laughs> I was gonna say Ned Zoolander. <laughs> like I said, Marshmallow Nations friends. Uh, but uh, Vince McMahon uh, on the board or was on the board. I'm not sure what the current status of the board is, but uh, it's just the uh, the Rock uh, to his roots. 
of wrestling and like as a result he got he has secured rights to the rock name i didn't realize that he didn't have those rights before but i guess that means he just doesn't have to pay anybody to use it and nobody makes any money when he uses it and good for him uh, and i'm sure he didn't only join the board to get those rights back uh but yeah we'll have to we'll have to see what what Dwayne johnson's involvement with uh with this fighting world scripted and unscripted brings to the future uh other news your friendly neighborhood spider-man will be on disney plus in 2024 if you're like i've never even heard of that show you have uh it was previously called spider-man freshman year uh but this is the animated telling of of tom holland's peter parker before the homecoming movie uh but also different like maybe a different universe since it's going to include a norman osborne mentor um but yeah, uh, you know, people have said that this will flesh out, like, you know, Spider-Man's place in the MCU and give us much more information about him before we find him at Homecoming. If it's in an alternate universe, I'm not quite sure how it does that. Though you'll be like, oh yeah, so it's basically the same, but a little bit different. You know, uh, what it is is a new Spider-Man animated to watch with your kids, and um, it's it's neat. It's going to be on Disney Plus, and uh, hopefully, it's really really good. Uh, it'll come out this year, and we'll have an opinion sooner rather than later. Uh, Denny Villeneuve did come out and say that he's going to be done after Dune 3, which would be the Dune Messiah book, if you're a big fan of the Herbert books. Uh, this is all providing WB allows him to make it in the first place. I uh, have said there's a screenplay with uh, work already in progress, not finalized. And of course, you know, Doom Part 2 has to come out and do well enough for itself that uh, WB decides that they want to do another Dune movie. But hopefully he really likes this stuff. People really loved the first Dune movie. That that second part actually has me very, very interested. And uh, if uh, Denny Villeneuve thinks it's a natural fit to do one more Dune movie, cool. And then uh, we'll just have to see if it continues beyond that because there are more books. And uh, what, what filmmaker, what sensibility would be brought to it. And uh, yeah. Good news for all you Dune fans. You like sand? Well, your name's not Anakin, and you're not going to get an Emmy nod. But uh, you can watch. You can go to Arrakis. Lots of sand. And nasal cannulas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other news. Donald Glover says that the community movie script is finished. I And now they just got to figure out all the schedules of all the people. But uh, he says he's completely on board, and they've got a script. And now they just got to find time to shoot it. And... Uh, I really, really hope this happens because uh, I, I thoroughly love the, the community show and I uh, think it'd be neat to get the gang back together one more time minus Chevy Chase, right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, other news, Despicable Me 4 has a trailer. This movie's coming out July 3rd. So if you like Group and his girls and his wife and minions and maybe a little group baby, <laughs> you'll be excited. Uh, I think I'm, I'm I am personally actually very excited as I'm like hey there are, there are a lot of kid movies coming out this year to see with the boys uh, I'm definitely gonna go see Kung Fu Panda 4 and then Despicable Me 4 and then uh, I don't know something else 4 but yeah uh, excited to to see Gru and the gang another time and uh, yeah cool Illumination and this you know the the movie that really put Illumination on the map. Uh so yeah, and the the trailer looks good enough, looks fun, and uh, and I'll I'll be seeing it with the boys for sure. The four my family of four will go see it at the Mom and Pop Theater down the street and we will most certainly enjoy it. Uh other news there's a rumor that uh Spider Man 
Uh, Sony and Marvel can't figure out what they want to do with the character. That Sony wants more multiverse Tom Holland. You know, bring bring back the Spider-Mans and the villains. Let's do more. That's not how Far From Home ended. Um, and MCU wants to stick with that. Like what it is, the ground level Spidey. We'll see how it all shakes out when the dust settles. Uh, you know, I think um, Sony may be really, really diving into that multiverse because, like, oh, dear God, you got our Spider-Man connected galaxy characters. You just somehow got to make this okay, man. Got to make it okay. Nobody wanted Morbin time. That Madam Web movie looks atrocious. And Craven the Hunter, I don't know how many people care about Aaron Taylor Johnson and his his hard, glistening pectoral muscles, uh, tiger blood, and uh, fighting poachers <laughs> so we need spidey in the multiverse so it all makes sense because of venom 3 it might be the only one that people go see and you know i don't know why the the movie execs always turn country they're always so sad uh it's probably because i watch killers from the flower moon that's probably why, why that's my go-to uh I'm just gonna pow pout like leo dicaprio that whole movie so pow pow so bad you're just worried that his face hurts but uh yeah the we shall see. Uh, I did actually uh, that MCU uh, book that came out, the unauthorized, like going basically all the way from Quantumania back to the original, and it was it was a good read. I uh, I really enjoyed checking it out. Off to loan it to like Danny and Blue to read, but it reads real quick, real fast. The chapters aren't terribly long. There's there's there wasn't a ton of new information. I guess that's just a product of me being so heavily immersed in all this geek stuff but there was there was some neat neat details that were were peppered throughout the book uh, and pepper was in the book too no <laughs> but uh i really i really enjoyed it so much that like i realized i was getting the last hundred pages and I'm, I'm gonna finish this and i like dedicated breaks at work uh and and getting to work a little bit early and making sure every chance i got to read sit in my car read in reading with my my family around you know not reading too much but reading some uh it was a it was a fun book and I recommend it. Right now it's only in hardback, but when it comes out in paperback and it's a little bit cheaper, uh, if you're one of my friends, I'll loan it to you. Check it out. Uh, but yeah, they, they I mean, they, they go over the the Sony Marvel deal stuff and how, uh, how like, from the beginning, it's it's not been a guaranteed thing. It's been tenuous. It's gone back and forth. And uh, it's, it's, it's really crazy. Two big studios working together with profit sharing uh, and production cost sharing and all that stuff so yeah uh we'll we'll see i would like to see more from tom holland especially i like him being ground level spidey and i think that makes him so interesting so i'd be interested where they take him but <sighs> lots of dust we're waiting to settle i suppose uh good omen season three officially confirmed by amazon i feel like here on the podcast i did talk about good omen season three but it's like a fish a fish where amazon has said it uh, so yeah, Neil Gaiman uh, getting one last one last toss at this story that he only wrote a book that was the first season, but um, him and his partner who wrote uh, Good Omens had have a plan, like I said before, and we're gonna get the third season. And uh, I am I'm interested in what goes down with the angel and demon who are friends, especially with the way season two ended. Um, other news: John Williams 
the man, the maestro, the greatest musical storyteller of our generation, has won his 26th Grammy at the age of 91 for a theme from Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for the Helena theme that he wrote. <laughs> oh man, I hope he, I hope he wins an Oscar for it. I just uh, want all the accolades. I just want everyone to celebrate John Williams until he shuffles his mortal coil, which hopefully will be at the ripe old age of 200 after just giving us so much music. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I love it. It's great. With freaking an indie theme. <laughs> it's so rad. I picture uh, my buddy Eddie dancing in his indie hat, just so stoked for it. So uh, I should probably actually text him and be like, Wah! But um, yeah, really, really cool. Actually, I could ask him tomorrow if I remember. Because uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be recording with him about a surprise thing. Which I hope all y'all like. Uh, the Harry Potter show. And nobody asked for it, nobody really needs, because movies are fine. Hey, they're making a show about it, and they're finalizing writers. Look it up if you're interested. Uh, the interesting thing, like, all three of the writers don't necessarily do kids' fair. They do darker stuff, so what does that mean for the show? Nobody has any fucking clue. We just know the show will be on Max. They're going to mine that IP one more time, and uh, hopefully it's good. Uh, and then just the last little news thing, Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey 2 on Valentine's Day, because that's what everybody asks. They say, you know, honey, you know what would be romantic? If we could go watch a sequel to that bloody horror movie when uh, Winnie the Pooh became public domain. And uh, you know it would be even better if Tigger and Owl were killers in the show, too. And hey, if that's the way your romance dangles, you will not be let down, because that is precisely uh, what is going to be happening. So uh, there you go. I think uh, I think that's enough. I think I'm gonna wrap up this one. I thought about doing uh, some geeky watching stuff, uh, but there's I haven't watched that much, so uh, we'll let that list populate the geeks watch. We'll let them watch for just a little bit longer on the geeky wall, and uh, tag that on to an episode at some point. But uh, I hope you enjoyed catching up on the news. We had a little over 40 minutes of news for your ear holes. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you know how to find me. At Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram and Threads, uh, Laughing Up Fuzzball Podcast at gmail.com. You can support the podcast at tpublic.com/users/laugh-shit-up-fuzzball, or just search Laughing Up Fuzzball in the search bar of tpublic.com. Buy a sticker, support the podcast. Uh, we're very thankful to Spotify for podcasters for making the podcast free. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the things. Of course, if you're on the Book of Faces, if you're not a member of the Laughing Up Fuzzballs group yet, join. It's a closed group, but you asked to join. We say yes, and I think there's exactly two people. One was a bot, one was a people who have, who have been not asked to leave. They've just been booted from the group. Uh, I felt much, much, much worse about the bot actually than the than the person that was just spamming some weird weirdo stuff. It was just somebody that joined so they could do some weird spam thing. Had nothing to do with the the geekery, the life, the universe, everything. Mostly geek stuff that we enjoy. On, uh, on that shared space, over 700 geeks just getting geeky with it, you know what I mean? To having some marshmallucinations uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, and I thank all of you who do. Tell your friends. Spread it around. We got some new listeners I know. Uh, I've been trying to I think on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group there's going to be like a pin to the top, like a, you should listen to these episodes if you're just joining the podcast. Uh, that I need to put that a reminder for myself to do that. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thanks for being classy. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! And um, until the next level of the podcast, I'm your 
host Joe the Wookie Riot out. Bye.